0: chapter 6 of idela this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org read by taylor winstead idela by sarah grand chapter 6 she knew the poor of the place well and took a lively interest in all that concerned them and occasionally she would confide some of her own odd observations and reflections to me On Sunday morning, all the women wash their doorsteps, she told me. I think it is part of their religion. And on another occasion, she said, they have such lovely children here and such swarms of them. I'm always hard on the women with lovely children. People say it is envy, hatred, malice, and all uncharitableness that makes me so. It really is because I think women who have nice children should be better than other women. It would be worse for one of them to do a wrong thing than for poor childless me this conclusion may be quarrelled with as illogical but the feeling that led to it was beautiful beyond question and indeed all her ideas on that subject were beautiful she went once soon after she came among us to comfort a lady in the neighbourhood who had lost the baby at its birth it is sad that you should lose your child Adela said to her but you are better off than i am for i never knew what it was to be a mother she would have thought it a privilege to have experienced even the sorrows of maternity talking about the people she told me they draw such nice distinctions they speak of a lady and a real lady a real lady is a person who gives no trouble if mrs vanbrugh wants anything from the butcher and he has already sent to her house once that day she does not expect him to send again she sends to him and she is a real lady mrs stanton is also thoughtful but she is something more she is sociable and kind and talks to them all in a friendly way just as if they were human beings, and she is something more than a real lady. She's a real nice lady. Do you know Mrs. Poulter at the fish shop? What a fine-looking woman she is. Middle-aged, intelligent, and a very good specimen of her class, I should think. She has eight children already, and would consider the ninth a further blessing. Her husband is a good-looking man, too, and most devoted. In fact, they're quite an ideal pair with their eight children in their fish shop. He had to go to Yarmouth the other day to buy bloaters, and while he was away, she went by the 5 o'clock train every morning to choose the day's supply of fish for the shop, and he was quite unhappy about it. He was afraid she would overdo herself, and rather than that should happen, he desired her to let the business go to the... He made her write every day to say how she was, and was wretched till he returned to relieve her of her arduous duties. She made friends with me during the Scarlet Fever epidemic, "'Number eight was a baby then, and she was afraid he might catch the disease "'and be taken to the hospital and die for want of her. "'And I sympathized strongly with her denunciations of the cruelty of the act. "'Fancy taking little babies from their mothers. "'Barbarous, don't you think it?' "'One day a lady came into the shop while I was there. "'She was dressed in a bright pink costume with a large hat all smothered in pink feathers. "'I thought of the Queen of Sheba and felt alarmed. "'Mrs. Poulter told me afterwards she was just a lady,' rolling in recently acquired wealth and as hard to please as if she had never washed her own doorstep it was then i learnt the difference between a lady and a real lady one of Idela's exploits got into the paper somehow and she was annoyed about it and anxious to make us believe the account of the risk she ran had been greatly exaggerated i was present when she gave her own version of the story which was characteristic in every way i heard frantic cries from the river she said someone was shrieking the child we drowned and I ran to see what was the matter a man was tearing up and down the bank a child was struggling in the water and as there was nobody else to be seen he looked to me for assistance I advised him to go in and bring the child out but the idea did not appear to commend itself to him so we took to running up and down again bawling the child be drowned and indeed it seemed very likely so I was obliged to go in and bring it out myself the man was overjoyed when I restored it to him he clasped in his arms with every demonstration of affection and then he looked at me and became embarrassed he evidently felt that he ought to say something but the difficulty was what to say at last a bright idea seemed to strike him his countenance cleared and he spoke with much feeling i'm afraid you are rather wet he observed and then he left me and a sympathetic landlady who keeps a little public-house by the river and had witnessed the occurrence took me in and dried me she gave me whisky and hot water and entertained me for the rest of the afternoon she is a remarkable woman and i should visit her often were it not for her love of and faith in whisky and hot water i tell her there are five things which make the rose red viz cold tight lacing disease of the right side of the heart dyspepsia and alcohol and the greatest of these is alcohol But she says a little color anywhere would be an improvement to me, and I feel that I can have nothing in common with a woman who has such bad taste in the distribution of color. End of chapter 6. Read by Taylor Winstead.